without a fight, West Wind blows to hit in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Think about it! Think about it, one of the Everest. Imperatrice has got it! Ivan Buramai, the Japanese stallion bomb them, Ivan And it's official, the boys are back in town. Two of the founding members here, and we actually have a debuting part-time, like... Ring-in. Ring-in, OG, Guido, fuck. I don't know what you want to call him, but we do have one of the OGs. Bronson Duker's back in the studio. Welcome welcome to the lottery, mate. G'day, mate. How, Thanks for having me. How, how you been? Yeah, not not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, um, you're here, surviving. How'd you go on the punt last weekend? On the punt? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, back I, many I winners? Don't, I don't punt to win money, mate. I oh. just punt for the fun of it and for the love. Just like the rest of it. You're going to fit in well here, mate. I'm going to, I know it. But we've also got the other man in charge, JC. Once again, how are you, mate? Very good. Very good to be here. Ready to back some winners this week? Well, I hope so. Well, fucking so do I. The last couple of weeks we've been going. We had an absolute stinker last weekend. I think I only had one tip go right. Broth only had about fucking one as per usual. JC carried the squad once again. Wait, how many tips are you guys giving out? Too many. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a a terrible percentage. Yeah, no, it's. I don't, we actually, I don't know if we should start doing percentage because it won't look good. So no, let's just pretend not. that slide that one through to the keeper. <laughs> Statsman would have an easy yeah. job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> poor bloke. Um, but yeah, so we've got a little bit like we're actually a bit organized this week. We've got a new little run sheet, and I think JC's got a bit of news. Just kick us off with the start off the show. So I'll hand it over to the man. Yeah, we'll start off with uh, the Storm Boy news, which I'm sure you would have seen. Yeah, I did. Uh, potential $50 million sale, which is absolutely massive. Um, it's yet to be confirmed, but Coolmore Studs going to be successful in their bid i reckon and so 15 million dollars up front if he wins the slipper they get another the current ownership group get another 25 mil which is huge and then if he goes on to win the triple crown they'll get another 10 10 million dollar payment so that's pretty good. ludicrous that for, for a two-year-old cult at the moment but what's he won three 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 from three highest rating two-year-old classic winner of all time yeah and it'll um, be the biggest sale. If, if he wins the Triple Crown, the biggest horse sale in Australia. When you hear 50 million, like the, our biggest sale of all time, like 50 million, that like it's obviously a lot of money. But no, yeah, no shit. But like, to, <laughs> like for the breeding potential of him, because he's an unbeaten colt. And you'd think if he goes on to win the Triple Crown, is there? If, there's no real reason to race him. Like the only, like you're only putting yourself at risk. Like it's just going to be a blemish on his record. Like yeah, basically. Like I reckon if he wins that, that's. That's, I think that's probably what Coolmore is banking on. Too. Yeah. Like they're, they're hoping he rolls through the Triple Crown and wins. And obviously, they'll have to pay a bit more money, but they'll yeah. definitely be well, making it back. Like, yeah, like $50 million up front, like that's fair enough. That's a good thing. But like yeah. Animo, I think he was – I read his thing. I sent him the thing that he – Yeah, I was going to say. In, in his first season, he had like 149 – Yeah, it was, yeah, 149. Roots or whatever you want to call it or <laughs> mating sessions, whatever you want to call it. But he had a fair go. 149, and he was at, he was standing at $220,000 per root, like yeah, per nut, yeah. like expensive nut. What did you say? It was, it was something like it was, over it was like $20 million just for one season. One season. Yeah, right. And like, so like can, with the $50 million, can it win the $50 million back or is it just for forwarding on or for breeding? The breeding prospect. They just wanted, yeah. they, they want, they want another yeah. breeding star. So like at what point do you reckon like owners, they got the good enough horse that's out there winning races, do you think they start having those chats of – do we keep pushing it for the racing or let's try? If you're getting off at $50 million, like if I think Winks in her entire career didn't even like made like $20 million. Yeah, it would have been $20 million. Yeah, right. Like the breeding, aspect, the, the breeding aspect of it, like the money is – the money's there. Like the money's there for like the punning and the prize money, but like the actual main money is in like the breeding of it. 
just what I was saying before about Animo, he only, like that's his first season, and these horses can like I'm invincible still producing, and he's like twenty, like he's been doing it for like ten, ten eight years. Yeah, so like, yeah, right. yeah. like like fifty million dollars for them is an investment, but they'd make five hundred million dollars out of him. Yeah, yeah. Easy. like it's long, long like term it's prospect. Yeah, just, so exactly right. like it's it's probably worth it. Like he has, but he does have to come out and win. Uh, he does have to do triple crown to get that money, but if he does, I well, and that yeah, and that's why they've made that a, a stipulation, I guess, is because if he does come out and win the triple crown, they're going to get that much money for him. Yeah, because mm. like mm-hmm. that's why they're happy to pay the extra twenty five mil because they're going to make five in total or whatever it is. So. Yeah, because they'll be making that money back in truckloads after that. 100%. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the first little bit of our news, and then the second note we got noted down is that the the Corfu going to track the uh, it, it's called the Heath, is it? Yeah, they call it the Heath track. Yeah, yeah. So that's up for like they've had trials on it. Uh, the trials start next Monday, and then the first meeting is scheduled for the twenty first of Feb. So I don't, like I think even like when they were planning on it, it was meant to just kind of be like a night, like kind of like Pakenham and Cranbourne, yeah. and mini, it's going to be like a night racing thing. Yeah. So I don't know if, if have they said in the news like what it's going to be or no, not really. I, I'm heard too much else about it obviously it's been mentioned a few times that they're keen to see the new track and whatnot but yeah. um yeah they obviously do the trials and stuff and see how it goes you never know how a new track's going to go mm. like if it's going to have bias or, or whatnot but yeah so i think they'll do that and obviously have the first first meeting and just see how it goes and go from there I reckon. yeah I, I i highly doubt they'll start it off on a sad day like it'd probably be like a nah, I, re- I reckon it'd be like a wednesday night is yeah, when that'd wednesday be like a meeting or something yeah, yeah. and so like the twilight arvo instead of like instead of a sand down or something they might do a yeah in a heath I, I in a heath so. track or something give that a go yep uh next bit of news imperatrice news uh had to jump out on wednesday morning at mornington and then has a cranbourne trial scheduled for the 5th of feb um and we'll resume in the Black caviar lightning steaks. Have you looked at the all-in markets for it already? No, I, I had a look the other day when we were doing like when we were doing our autumn picks, yeah. and it's a dollar ninety in the all-in markets already. It's pretty short. It's very short for an all-in market. All-in market, absolutely. So who knows? So uh, did you get on it or not? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm like, there's like if like, like we were saying before, like there's no like nah. there's no way like too much it, risk. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It'd be better off even on the day like she might drift or like yeah, it's that's not worth the bet in my humble opinion. The other, and the last little bit of news we got is on like on the public holiday, which is tomorrow for us, but you'll be hearing this on Friday. This will be coming out Friday morning. And on Friday, they have um, the Balnearing uh, Cup meeting, which is a picnic meeting. So you won't find it on any tab. You can't have a bet on the tab or anything. It's real local. But a bit of history is going there. So Red Stiletto, who I think he was – I think it's owned by Dean Lester or – the owners yeah. like it's 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 Affiliated his with him somehow. Yeah, yeah like the owner like Hamish McLaughlin's in it yeah um and like they they're, they're running it in Dean's in Dean Silks in honor of him and the mayor is going to carry seventy three kilos in the Balnearing Cup and just to, like if you're not like <laughs> if you just you, you, like I think if you're listening to a horse racing podcast you've got some idea but a max you'd see on like a Saturday racetrack is. A good sixty-three, maybe. Good sixty-three. I've seen a couple of sixty-fours. And yeah, that's like and that's heavy. fucking rare. So a whole another ten kilos on top of that is absolutely. But it's it's the picnic circuit, so kind of understandable. But I've got to note it down that they said in the same thing that uh, I think a, the record was someone had a win with seventy-seven kilos. I can't remember the horse or anything with it. So I like as soon as I heard seventy-three kilos, I was like, holy shit! Like this is got to be a record or some shit, but apparently not 77 kilos is the record. So don't know who it was or when it was, but I will be able to track that down at some point and hand out the stat. Yeah, right. But, yeah, that's a little bit of news uh, coming around. Do we want to go straight into the week that was? Or yeah, do- we'll just go quickly through through last week. Yeah. Um, my first first thing to go for it, have son. a stab at is uh, Flemington last week was 
fucking woeful. Uh, you couldn't couldn't win if you went on the rail, basically, um, which uh, made it hard to pick winners on a Thursday. But, yeah, like it's um, like <laughs> obviously you get you get track biases every now and then, but Flemington's never. It, it's it's very, like it's happened. Like yeah, it, like it, it was what was it? it was the first day of the carnival. Like last, like when yeah. quite like all those leaders were winning there, and then it's played good since, and now this game, like it's it's very very rare that you get Which a you will cop like you cop that you like yeah. obviously it's the minority it's yeah. very rare at Flemington compared to other tracks so you cop it every now and then but when it happens it's uh it's yeah good. shit happens and uh, on the same note Kin blacklisted done backing that horse ever again in my life <laughs> fucking off it. I no, think he will. I know I will. So no, no, no chance. Not a chance. Uh, I don't know. I reckon there was. Like, did did it pull up lane or something? I reckon. Nah, I reckon it was I'm just like, soft as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Um, but yeah, just going slightly down. Like with what we were saying about the, like the track leader biases and everything. Mm-hmm. I know it was like the first race of the day, but and then we get like Bermudez is probably one of the horses that come from that far back and won. Yeah, like. Hadn't it didn't won. Look like it was going to get there. I know. Like I was fucking dreading the last fifty meters, but it never looked like losing, so it didn't. <laughs> but like, like in hindsight now, after after all the races done, you go back and watch them. You're like, shit, Bermudez nearly was a win of the day because n- yeah. nothing else was made up. Like I think so. There were a couple. Like I think so. Risk with um, Celine Gordray made up a bit of ground. That a was bit, yep. a bit later in the day, but still, Bermudez like from where it was, it probably didn't deserve to win, knowing what the pattern yeah, was going to be like for the rest of the day. So all ones with Bermudez in there. He finally got back in the winners' all after a while. And we have a little uh, French import. Yeah, we got a French import coming to uh, Mikhail Michelle, I believe. Yeah, she's. I, I, I listened to her talk, and she accent she's is just French. Yeah. yeah, she's very French, and she she's been riding. Um, she wrote a couple last week, I believe, or maybe like I think she was on last week as well. Mm. And yeah. then like with this, she's written her first. She's written her first winner over here, and I paid a healthy sixty two dollars. Down, down the straight, right on the rail, and that I think that's about where people are like, oh shit, this rail might be a bit of a might be the place, to, be the place be. to be today. Absolutely, but yeah, all the ones from the French, the French import. I think she, I don't know how long she's actually over here for, but I think she'll be here for a little bit. Uh, I'd imagine if she's if she's riding winners like that, she'll have no problem getting rides anytime soon. And the other little thing I've got noted down just for the win, this Cabalis back from Sydney, it was it, it wasn't ex Chris Waller horse, and I reckon I've been on it. It was. The former was in, like, it was racing up against, like, Australia and a couple of those really good group horses, like those early two-year-old yeah. horses. And Waller got rid of it for some reason, but Bjorn Baker's picked it up and, geez, it looked – come back with a – come back with a wet sail. Like, really, all I need is yeah, new scenery. trainer and, like, he's done the trick. I'll give Bjorn Baker that. So I'm I'm pretty happy to follow Cabellus into the autumn. I don't know what they're going to target her at, but they'll definitely find a suitable race for her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's – Better for the little news and recap bit. We'll head to a little quick break now and we'll come back with our tips for Australia Day. Australia Day racing back once again. With uh, I, I know we don't mind the Australia Day cards. Like they're normally pretty. Like, I reckon the last couple of years have been pretty handy. And like it's it's only eight races at Caulfield, but there's some pretty good races in there. Uh, it's the it's a preview. And certainly it's called the preview meeting because for the Blue Diamond, we've got the Phillies and the Colts and Geldings going around. Or m- most of them are unraced two-year-olds, but there are a couple of couple of start maidens in there. But we'll duly get around our way. We'll work through them race by race, and we'll give you unwarranted tips as per usual. Uh, from the sheet I'm looking, I think I'm the only one who's got a bet in race one, so I'll start this party off, and I'm going to stick with the old trend of favourite slot, and Sperrin Zoso will be winning for Damian Lane and Clayton Douglas. Uh it was. It went up to a benchmark seventy last start uh, at Geelong, but just never, never was really suited in that race. 
uh, with Wertheimer. Even Wertheimer hadn't won in like a thousand days or something before that win. So I'm kind of forgetting that run ever really happened. It still it still hung on well for four. So it still was it still was in around the money. Uh, but if you go back to its race before at Cranbourne in the benchmark 64, won by eight lengths, uh, paid around $2.70, beat Stormy Gray. And I think Stormy Gray came out and raced at Flemington last Saturday in, in one of those races. Yep. And it, it was it was big odds, I'll give it that. But it's still like Sparrow and Zoso, like led on one with ease, gets like arguably our most informed jockey at the moment, Damian Lane, taking over. Barrier 12 like, can be an issue, but 2,400-meter race around Caulfield, Damian Lane will know what to do. And I think $3.80 is a pretty backwell price, so I'm going to be sticking with the favorite in the first race at Caulfield. Yeah, so I'm going to go with actually number six, Untethered. So paying $8.50 at the moment, yep. I just have a bit of a feeling. It's um looks pretty good, raced at Seymour not too long ago, and um, yeah, had a pretty good run with that one. Starting to look like it's in form. Um Race one, core field of the day. You just don't really know exactly how it's always going to go. So I feel like Untethered might be just a little dark horse here that's going to get over the line and uh, pick up chuckies. I love a man with confidence in this game. <laughs> you have to actually write these down. So like you write, write them down and then I'll put them on the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you sure. have to make sure you're not them down. Uh, moving on, race two. I'll give it to the J. Oh, I started off. So up, up to JC now. All yours, mate. Race number two. I'm, I'm going with uh, top weight here, Frenchman's Bay. Woo! Mm. With Celine Gordray on top, taking a, taking a little bit off. I think uh, last last start was pretty good behind Yellow Sam. Got caught wide, at, like sort of early, about eight from the eight hundred or not or so. Sorry, um, and really could have been a lot closer. Um, I think Celine on top, barrier five gets a good sit, should be right in the finish. Running by in Yellow Sam form is probably the best form. Nearly in the race, I know Eternal Flame's a good horse, but I'm sort of banking on it being behind and having to chase it down. I couldn't agree anymore. I'm with the exact same. I, I looked at Eternal Flame at the start, but like I've actually, I, I reckon I tipped him on the pod for that Geelong meeting. Uh, I was pretty keen on him first up, and he just didn't fire at all. Vavia did win the race, who's a short, who's a short price favorite on the weekend. So I am a bit weary of that. But yeah, Frenchman's Bay. I reckon the form, yeah, exactly right. The form's too good. Running by, and it was only was only half a length off him in a benchmark seventy eight, and then the benchmark seventy behind Yellow Sam drops back down to a benchmark seventy. Been right like. It's yeah. Last two runs have been through the roof. Three dollars ninety is more of a better like backable price than two dollars forty. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm I'm in full agreement. They say I'm with Frenchman's Bay in the second as well. It's got a top three record of ninety one point six seven. That's that's it. That is impressive. That is very rare we missed a play. So if you want to if you want to put a life savings on it and try to get some money out of it, (laughs) the old beanstalk might have to make a return. You've heard it here on lottery. Spend (laughs) it all, boys. Spend it all. Juka, anything for you? Uh, race number two, I'm going to be in agreement. So I'm taking a look at Frenchman's Bay. And Love it. Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's not too much else to touch on that we Confidence. haven't already. Uh, moving on to race three, I know I definitely, these are those unraced two-year-olds. I don't have a bet in any in race three or race four. They're all unraced. Yeah, neither do I. Most of them. Duke, do you want to throw two cents in and I'm going to say into- to everyone out there who's punting on every race they can, chuck a cheeky $5 on number three, Cool Star, paying cool Star. $151. Yes. Love it. This is a piece of advice that I've always sort of had when it comes to horse racing. You either lose $500 or you win fucking heaps. <laughs> Take the chance, chuck it on, you never know. 
that's a good one to get on. Go that's why they call it punting, everybody. And that's still, twenty-six dollars a place. You never know these aren't race things. You, it's nine horses, nine horses in the race, so you can still get a third dividend. So, you never know. What about number four, Bronny? Anything for you there? In race number four, I'm gonna go with my boy uh, Blue Stratum, yep. sitting number one. I actually like that. Yeah, I know. I was the one. <laughs> but I, yeah, I know. I was going to tip, but then there's just too many unknowns exactly. in this high octane. That's been tipped around a bit, so I was like, I'm not even going to entertain it. I just don't want to do it. But the Duke is with Blue Stratum once again for the coffee, for the McAvoy and Coffee team. So Definitely. hopefully the Duke has got think, four in a row. I think it's a bit of a roughie for the Blue Diamond as well. Blue Stratum. Yeah. It, it was massive sprout around with before. Like and it, had, it was green as that yeah. first run, and, and then it went to Sydney. Had no luck at Sydney. It, if it comes in and wins, it'd be, it it'll, be, wins, it'll, yeah. it'll be coming into the market. So sure if not. you want to have an early stab right now, it's probably not a bad time to have a stab. Uh, moving on to race five, which is the uh, listed race for the day, WJ Adam Stakes over 1,000 metres. Uh, I'll take centre stage here, and I'm going with uh, number six, Varvia. I was very torn between this and Katsu. Uh, I've, like, I, I've written off Katsu first up over 1,000 metres, and she pr- he proved me wrong once again. He just absolutely come out and brained him. But oh, Varvia, like – I was really torn because Vavie's back in distance, but better jockey, four, like four and a half kilos less. Can't believe, I don't understand how that works, but I'm just going to take it. The slight, yeah, the, the slight query is back to a thousand from 1200 meters. Yep. But it's it's the best horse in the race. Damien Lane's with it. It's a backable price at 330. So I I can't tip against it. So I'm backing yeah. it. Well, I'm, I'm with Katsu. I'm with the other one. Yeah. I, um, I just. I was very similar looking at both of them. Wasn't too sure where to go. Um, I think two from two, second up for Katsu. And the first first up win was – It was. It was through the roof. Really I couldn't, good. I, I'd written it off and then it come out and I was like, fucking of yeah. course. And so. in, in, from barrier one, I think it's going to get the get the run. And the other thing that I factored in was Caulfield. I don't know that you want to be back. No. So Katsu on speed, I, that's sort of what maybe lean that way. What about you, Bronny? You got anything for us? Or? Yeah, I'm going to go number five. Uh, Cumin? Quayman? Quayman. Yeah. yeah cool. I'm liking the look of it. Um, definitely with had some its, wins in there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely within its uh, its track distance. Uh, good track like Caulfield might play to its advantage, and I think it's a good one to chuck in there. In that eight dollars, yeah, bad beautiful. Let's have a stab. Why not? Uh, moving on to race six, which is the Thailand Porter Manfred Stakes, and this is this is race of the weekend. Like this is the best race you you watch all weekend, in my opinion. Yep. I could not like I went through this. I Looked at the race. I was like, I need to move on. Like, I just could not pick a winner. Went away, done all my other form, come back to it, and I still can't tip. A, I still can't tip anything in it. But, but I'm going step party. Yeah, exactly. I just can't. Like, I've it, it, I, I can make a case for all of them, but yeah. step party's the best horse in the race of mine. And I just, like undefeated, like two from two first up, two from two at over twelve hundred meters, and I, I just kept coming back to it. So I'm just like, stuff it. I got to tip it. Yeah, oh, I'm the same. I'm with step party. I, I, I actually, I thought. I honestly think the race is out of it, and that what is it Carbonados. Yeah, I think I think yeah. the others like, especially King Colorado is probably like the best horse in the race, but it's a bit short. Yeah, I think I don't know that he's gonna gonna get the twelve. Was it twelve hundred? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit short for him. Stepati first up last prep beat Center Fire by a bit. You know, yeah, um, over twelve hundred at, at Mooney Valley. I think I think Stepati's easily a better horse than Brave Mead. Um, so I did read. I did also read before, like because a lot of them are doing Brave Mead, Centerfly, and Southport Tycoon are all dual acceptors for races on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, and they said that Brave Mead and Centerfly are staying 
in this race in the Manfred and Southport Tycoons going to the Australia Stakes. Yeah, right. So, oh yeah, so yeah, they're all in the Australia Stakes. So take them out of the Australia Stakes, then I'll go on there. But yep. Southport Tycoon is, and like that's when I was doing the. I was like, I don't know what's going where, but yeah. Once I kept coming back to it, I was just like, just back. To, I, I I really liked the party. And did you watch the party straw? I didn't. No. I, I, I should. It was, it was impressive. Okay, it I definitely very- should. But yeah, I like undefeated. It's only Miss was third in the Guineas, which was a pretty hard like the way the Guineas played that day. He was pretty. He, was pretty much out of it like as soon as he jumped from where he was and still managed to hang on for third so all honors with him there and he's going to get my money once again nice i'm going to stick with you it's a party it's a party let's love it beautiful uh race seven is the evergreen turf john dylan stakes over 1400 meters and i'm going to give this one to jc i reckon i know he's gonna i reckon i know he's gonna tip anyway you would think that oh okay and i've changed things up a little bit so I've uh, dogged me boy Ayrton yep. and i'm going with buffalo river yep if you watch the first up last rep Ayrton beat buffalo river at caulfield and did a bit of work early, Buffalo River from out wide and had to work to the front and then Ayrton just got over and just fell in. I know he loves uh, Caulfield, but I think um, Selene on top of Buffalo River from Barrier 2 will get she, like I'll, I'll give her I'll give her that. Like, What's her record? Like 5-2-1. Five, five, I honestly thought it was more than that. I thought she'd had more wins on it than two, but apparently not. But, yeah, she she does have a good association with the horse. So. Yeah, she does. And she's like she's rode him in the in the group one at his last run, last prep. Um, yeah. So, you know, a bit, bit stiff to take that on the record. But, um, yeah, I think back back to this grade against against these horses, I think he'll jump and get the lead and at, you know, five bucks odd, she'll get a good run. Yeah. Bronny, anything for you? Uh, I'm going to go with number six, Yonce. Yonce, yeah, yeah. love it. Um, coming back from a, a bit of a tendon strain, but mm. had a good run, maybe enough to, you know, loosen up those rusty muscles and uh, get back into the winner's form. So I'm going to take it. Uh, paying five dollars fifty, so good yeah, little good take little it there. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to be a little bitchy, and I'm going to take two horses in this race because I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to play, but I'm backing one leader, which is Buffalo River. I reckon if yeah. he can control the race and he can get out in front with Celine on top, he they won't be able to catch him. Yep. But if he does go too quick and they can catch him, Kabling coming down from Sydney, John McNeil on the Snowdens. Yes, yes, yes. Six dollars has got my money. I because I just don't know. So if they, if it's gone too quick. Back markers are come, going to yeah. come by. Kabling a wing, but if they won't, it's leaders pace. Buffalo River will just shoot it in. Yeah. So I'm I'm hedging my bets and I'm taking both of them. Yep, yeah, no, well played, well played. All like that. Moving on uh, to race eight, which is the final race of the day, and it's the Nick Johnston Real Estate Benchmark seventy eight. And I don't have a bet in the race. I reckon it's one of the hardest races of the weekend. Yeah, but I see JC does. So over to you, son. I, I thought the same thing. I was looking, scrolling through these horses, thinking I can't split any of these. To be honest, they all look like Muppets. Um, and then I got down <laughs> to, put to the it bottom nicely. to, there's, there's to some high numbers here. <laughs> to, to Tasman Park number fifteen. Um, can be a very hard horse to catch. Um, has burnt me plenty of times before, but I think Caulfield Barry three um, should be a good track. Hopefully with Blake Shin on top. Uh, I think this if if there's a race that he should win, it's going to be this one. And I think uh, he'll be probably sitting in in behind, getting it getting a little bit of a breather and peeling out and, and running over the top of him. Yeah, beautiful. All right, well, that rounds out the the Caulfield card for Friday. Um, I don't reckon we. I don't reckon we. Do, I don't reckon we have a break. I reckon we just yeah. scoot on through. I don't oh, reckon we're through. in. Yeah, I'm not in anything. So we're going to go straight through. Um, actually, I will quickly note on Friday as well at Warwick Farm the the Australia Day Cup Naval College is going around after after breaking a track record last start. J Mac in the saddle. It's a dollar seventy. I think that's a bit short. If he gets the to around two dollars or something. I'm going to be having a bet, honestly. If it gets, if I'm going to have a bet, I don't care yeah. if it's a dollar. I'm going to have a bet, but yeah, 
I, I think that's probably, I have looked at the Warwick, the Warwick Farm card and that's probably the only bet that I want to have there on Friday. There's yeah. nothing really much that entertains me, but if it gets to a double 30 or something, no, but if it stays around dollar seventy two dollars, definitely have a bet because I think that we that will take a power of beating. Uh, moving on to Saturday, we'll we'll start a vehicle. We'll start as as per we usually do. Um, I don't have a bet for a couple of races, but yeah, I think JC's JC's got a first few here, so I'm going to hand it over to, to the man himself. I'm going with Acid Wash and Race yep. One. I think the you know last start one by five odd links or something did it pretty easy. Looked impressive. I know. I know. There's a few sort of. <clears throat> they're all young horses, so it's a few unknowns. You never know how they're going to um, line up with each other. But I think that that win was very impressive, and uh, can't go wrong. Really. Yeah. I've, I've, when I was looking, because it was a dual acceptor for today at Pakenham, yeah. Um, but it was scratching that, and it went there, and then I just kept looking back, and I was like, uh, it, like I reckon when it won, I was like, holy shit, did you just see this thing win at fucking yeah. Yeah. Pakenham? Like it just brained them, but like drawn out. Like never been to the distance. First time in the valley, you just yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's scared. Like I'll probably I'm gonna have a bet on the day, and I probably will bet on it. But I just I'm not too confident in it to tip it. So I'm I'm gonna steer it away. But I'm yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna have a bet on it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Juka, I actually didn't have a a bet for this one, but I'm going to I'm just gonna throw one out yeah, there anyway. Throw it out there to not? the people. Number why not? six, Sox Nation. Yep, quite impressive. I like this horse. <laughs> big fan. I've been a big fan since day one. <laughs> OG. I've, I've, it's a three-year-old, so back in back 2021, <laughs> I was there. I like it. Number yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> Love the confidence. I can just fucking smell it on him. <laughs> uh, race two is the Ascend Sales Trophies Challenge of Benchmark 70. And JC, take it over, son. Going again with uh, race two, number three, Brooklyn Boss. Damien Lane boss. on top. His last race was hard. Was it hard to cross? I think that ran on Wednesday. In the yeah. last race, I, which I tipped in it. Fucking. Did you watch it? It was. It was pretty unlucky. I actually don't know. I think I was. I was moving shit. Like I, I just yeah. reckon I checked the results and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. It, it actually was in behind him and got caught. Had to bully its way out and yeah. got out and then sort of started grinding home and probably should have been a lot closer. Yeah. So <laughs> going off that, I think that um, I think the Brooklyn boss is a good bet. I've actually noted down that I'm probably going to do it as a one to three ratio bet. Yeah. So. You know, more of a place bet. More of a place bet because I think that's more likely could win. But yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll take that. More one. likely to place. Mm. Uh, Juca, anything for you? Nah, Brooklyn Boss is a good one to go with. Smile on it. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, moving on to race three, which is the entry education benchmark 70 over the mile. And JC has got the light once again. Yeah, you? I, I won't, won't say too much about this one. I'm going with the, the favorite, um, Gay Wardhouse, Adrian Bott, John McNeil on top. Very so real. So yeah, surreal. I think I think it's just going to go to the lead. I think it's the best horse in the race, and it should like should get a pretty uncontested lead. Small field, small enough field anyway, and um, yeah, just stroll along and and roll through them. I did hear on the radio this morning uh, they were talking to the track manager at the Valley, and they said I think this the number five fire of Vetna. Apparently, he was been doing like some work on there or something. And the track manager Marty Simons or whatever his name is said he said this this horse looks this horse looks <laughs> he said this also <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> moving on I don't care Bronson anything for you uh, I'm going to go with number three Dane on tour Ooh. Ooh, a bit of a a, a bit of a pod yeah I reckon yeah. we have to see that four next to it I reckon, yeah. it was, I reckon that was Joel's tip yeah well $7.50 I think that's good good yeah. margin for you so yeah, have a go why not son Race four is the Simpsons Construction Benchmark 84 uh, over over a mile. And I reckon this is best bet of the day for mine. Number two running by. Hasn't put a foot wrong in its last two preps. Like 
That win at Caulfield was too good. Went up to Sydney over 1,500 metres. Same thing, benchmark 78. Back back now to back down to the valley. Never it hasn't won. It's only had one go here. Didn't place or anything, but I think that was a bit early on. It, it definitely looks like it's come back a bigger and better horse. Barrier one, Johnny Allen, two thirties, no steals at the price, but I can't really see anything beating it. So yeah, best bet yeah. of the day for me. Ditto. I won't bother adding anything else. Yep, let's run with it. Beautiful. Uh, where are we up to now? We're up to race five, which is the happy 50th of Jeff Waters. Yeah, yeah, well done, Jeff. On you, Jeff. On you, Jeff. Um, who's got one in this? I don't, and never does Joel. No. Okay, well, I shouldn't oh. have brought that up. No, well, no, Bronson, no, right. Bronson, Bronson let's, can have a go. take a quick look, and we're going to get on. This is our roughy for the day, lottery listeners. We are going to enjoy a nice juice box, number <laughs> four. <laughs> We are going to put down the beer and we are going to sip on some healthy, healthy vitamins, which is going to put dollars into our accounts. You Love hear it. it here first. Love it. I can't wait to see all Bronson's chips go up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to have the best day of my life. <laughs> Race six is the Ramvet Travis Harrison Cump, which is a benchmark 100. Uh, give me that. Over, over the Cox Plate start. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with the – I don't mind this horse. It's had mm. a bit of form a little bit, but the old the old don't doubt Dory each mm. way. I think like I, reckon, I, I kind of written it off. Uh, and that, like, I just wasn't entertained by it at all. First up, uh, oh, sorry, second up at, at Geelong. But that Holy Men's of Bermudez form, Bermudez has come out one since in great style. It, it has had a win before at the Valley, but I think it wasn't in a bench bike 100. It was definitely a lower grade. But Carleen Heffel has always been riding this horse, great association with it. And if it, if, if it runs up to what it did last start from where it did, it's just going to it's gonna take a pair of beating. And a $7 a win, two ninety a place in a – Seven horse field, so you can, you're not going to get the dividends. But even like I, I reckon it could come second, so I'd even still be backing it each way. But yeah, I think down, don't doubt Dory's got my money in the Travis Harrison Cup. Very good, very good. I'm I'm going with the top weight, Mankane, Man after its uh, last run, 1700 meters, just behind Zenzanella, 60 kilos on. I think the step up to the distance, second up, will suit it down to the ground. Oh, it was nearly my best bet, but Ooh. I'll uh, save that for later. Scared, so, yeah, yeah. $3.50-ish, $3. I think I'm happy to take that. So see how we go. Guido? Yeah, I'm going to go one different again. Just keep in tune. We're going to go number three, Independent Road, mm. paying $4.20. Independent choice. Yeah, sticking it out for all the listeners out there. <laughs> We're winning money. <laughs> Ray 7 is the Chandler McLeod benchmark 70. Over the Cox Bay start once again. And I'm going with old faithful number three, Miss Tarzi. Unbeaten this yes, prep. Sir. Knocked it off last start over the Cox Play start. He's gone for two, like three wins over the track and distance. Jockey and horse. Look, it's stats are through the roof. If it, it just needs to produce its last couple of runs, and I think it will, and I can't tip against it. Yeah. Ditto. Said it was too good last start. Um, bit of a step up in weight, but she did it pretty well last time, so I'm happy to stick with her. Guido? Yeah, I'm with you there, boys. Ooh. Bit of a bit of a team com robbery going on yeah, here. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, race eight is the Lawn Rules Benchmark seventy eight over a thousand meters, and I'm going for a little bit of a roughy here. I'm going number two Shersh of uh, each weight eight fifty a win and two twenty five a place. First up, last start it, it ran under the it ran under the nine fifty five split thing. Um, it was on it was on one of the it might have been on like um, was it it wasn't Manicart like Cox Bay at Eve or something like that. It was it was wasn't a bad meeting. And the race that was in, I I didn't even go anywhere near it. I was really keen on another horse. And this church, I've just I, I can still remember the name and everything. Undefeated over a thousand meters, track and trip. Undefeated over track and trip. Only had the one go for the win here. But I think at that price from from that barrier, it's got it like it is versing some pretty pretty handy horses. But thousand meter specialist, it's already run the valley, and you're getting a pretty healthy price about it too. So I'm going to be back in uh, Shershov each way. I'm going to be going with flying on a limb. Yeah. 
taking it a little bit on trust because it's uh it's not a not a great trialer, but still comes out and wins first up. So you never really know how it is traveling until it starts. But um, yeah, it's a good horse. It ground through the grades last prep, and I think uh, this is an appropriate step up for it. So 78 meters, it'll be sitting back. Hopefully it can run on and get over top of them. Beautiful. Uh, I'm looking at number one, Philosopher. Philosopher. Yeah, I haven't really got too much of a reasoning behind it. It's in good form. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going good. $4.20. Um, it is what it is. It's, it's race eight. Just see how they step up. Beautiful. Uh, race nine is the fe- feature race of the of, of the weekend. Really, there's the Group Two Australia Stakes over 1,200 meters, and I, I, like I was saying before, there are a couple. Like I think Brave Mead and Centerfire coming out of this, so Southport Tycoon will stay in the race. So w- watch the odds and everything go around. But oh, V8, I, 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 I like it, but I'm not like the biggest fan of it. But just in this race, I just think it's just going to eat this race up. Really, yeah, I think so too. I'm with you. I think. Uh... He's a genuine good horse, and he there was a bit of a spruik about him after his track up earlier in the week, yeah. and he got backed in a little bit as well. So uh, that's why he's my best bet, best bet of the day. There we yes. go, best bet of the weekend. I love it. Anything for anything for the Italian stallion? Uh, I'm gonna go. Bronson's recommendation is recommendation. Nice number three. Finish off strongly to nail the leader right on the line in the razor sharp. It's looking good. I like it. Recommendation number three. Sounds good. Recommends it. Race ten is the final race of the Mooney Valley card, and it's a race. It's the Piper Hide Sick, whatever benchmark seventy out over twelve hundred meters, and the favorite coming down from Sydney, Damian Lane, James Cummings, Parade. Loves the track, loves the distance, loves Damian Lane, and it's gonna. I'm gonna love it after it wins. Very good. I'll be way to say it, but yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I went to go tip it and I was like, oh, I don't know, there's a few unknowns. So I was a bit of a pussy and I backed out of it. So I hope it gets up for you. So I'll do I. Probably be backing it. Yeah. Me I'm going to follow you there. You, you sort of got me a bit pumped up there, yeah. Lottie. There was, there was a lot of passion for this horse. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about my confidence. I'm feeling your confidence. That's- it's just, mate, this, this, this room, it just oozes oh, lives, man. mate. There's an aura in here. It's yeah. crazy. I wouldn't even know what's been on this balls, but <laughs> beautiful. Uh, that wraps up our Victorian uh, meetings for the weekend. We've got one more to go. Quickly pump through it. At Randwick. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, I don't have that many there. So. Yeah, we'll why not? We'll leave this last bit for you, for the faithful to have a go through. Uh, looking at the card, we don't have we don't have a bet till race three, so we're going to start at race three, and it's just me with the tip in the race, and I'm going number two, Acapella Sun. I reckon I tip this horse every single time it races because yep. it's just a bloody good horse. Um, it's got to carry a bit of weight now, but like just the like the races it's been in, it's always been getting back, it's always been trying to make ground, and never really can, but. I'm praying that, like, and you're still getting a pretty backable. 550 is definitely a backable price for a highway. Like, these highways can pan out one way or another, and I'm just hoping she gets a bit of luck. And at 550, she's definitely going to get my money, and I'm going to be with Acapella Sun in the highway. Beautiful. Anything for Juca? No, no I'm, I'm, I'm in the grants. So I like it. Love it. Under A6, and I'm tipping a pretty big roughie here in mm. uh, in Wycliffe, number two, mm. National Border on top, $23 and mm. $5 a Please place. explain. Well, it's, um, I can't. <laughs> I can't really. No, no. It's been. I thought it's been running in a lot higher class than uh, than this benchmark eighty eight that it finds itself in. So I know it's got fifty eight kilos on it, which isn't you know isn't a stack of weight, and it's been running in open and listed races and whatnot um, previously. So yeah, I think this distance back in grade to suit it. Um, the jockey Nash has been on it once before for a second. So um, back Nash get the cash. I know Louisville is a good horse, and we've. Tipped it a fair few times, but uh, I'm going against him here and I'm, I'm hoping I'm right. Juga? I'm going to go even further beyond and I'm mm. going to say number five, Rondino. 
150. I love it. I hope one of these gets up, eh? Like this is just going to boost our numbers up that much and I can't wait to see it. The way they're talking about it, they're waiting for it to show some form again and I think everyone's a little bit excited to see this horse get back into the winner's circle. I love it. I cannot get enough. I'm I'm, I'm kicking Brofe off this podcast. Bronson's got the permanent seat now. I'm I'm off him. Uh, Race seven is the Tab Carrington Stakes, which is the feature race of the day down at Randwick. And I'm I'm kind of going the same thing as before. I'm not too sure how the race is going to play. So I'm going to take two bets. And if there's a leader in the race and they can't catch him, it's going to be number 12, Felix Majestic, who arguably should have won that race last start behind Exceladus. Like that tempo on the race, I've heard everybody's spruiking and they're saying like this, that, that was one of the, that was one of the best runs you've seen in a while to hang on for second yeah. after having to go on with that tempo. So I don't know how quick they're going to go. I don't think there's an overly a bit like, I don't think there's an overly amount of speed in the race. So not too sure, but if there if there is a lot of pace and there's going to be a back marker, number six way haha falls for Tommy Berry is going to come rocketing home from last from barrier eight, and you get nine dollars a win and two ninety a place. That win last start was through the roof in the benchmark hundred, so kind of sits to the same grade benchmark hundred listed somewhat the same grade, uh, yeah. And Zach in the same race that like the the pace in that race definitely definitely helped uh, way haha falls make up the ground late. So I'm hedging my bets once again, taking a leader in a back marker at pretty backable prices. So I'm going to be with those two in the Carrington Stakes on the weekend. Lovely. You, you know, but yeah, nothing for you, Juka. You no, want to throw your two cents in? No, I'm just number six. You just got me pumped up again. Oh, oh, yeah, one. baby. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Race eight is the precise air benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. And JC, yes, over yeah, to you, son. I'm going to look like an absolute nuffy after this, but I'm sticking with Boston Rocks yeah. after No, it, no. I, I, after living down last, last week. That's understandable. No, I think it was last week before ago. that. Um I don't know. Just put a strike through last start. I don't know. Didn't didn't seem to fire. I don't mm. know if they went too quick. If it's a track or whatnot. But um, barrier one, Timmy Clark back on top. Four dollars forty. I think it should get the better of Union Army. Hopefully, uh, I'll be happy as Larry on Saturday. Beautiful. I got nothing. So Juka, you want to um, have a go, mate? I'm good with Boston Rocks. I'm yeah, happy with love that. it. Okay. Uh, race nine is the penultimate race of the day. It's a Toyota Forklifts benchmark 78, over 1,400 metres. And I'm going to go for a little bit of a roughy here, and I'm going number eight, African Daisy, each way for Chad Schofield and Annabelle Nation. I've, I've always – I didn't always – I remember there was a couple of runs last prep where I was just like, geez, that's a good horse. And I was always kind of just following it around, and I didn't want to have a bet in the first up because I was very keen on Terra Mata, who come out and won that race. And Terra Mata's been running in some – bloody good races and she's got a lot of prep around about her and African Daisy was like was stealing ground off her late and he's going up now second up he's suited better up second up has only missed a placing one second up and you're getting $3.90 a play so even if he's in around the money he, he won't get any he won't get any issues from barrier three still got 56 kilos he actually drops a kilo from his from his last run so a little bit of value in the race bit of a tough race uh, to be betting in, so I'm going to go for a little bit of value, and hopefully African Daisy can come storming over the top of them. Very good, nothing for me. Juka uh, number six, a more victorious, uh, eight dollars fifty. Um, had a really good trial win. It's looking good in this grade, so I feel like this one should be a good little bet. Two dollars sixty plays, even just chuck some on that. Why not? One by three play. All right, time to round us out for this episode and the final race of our meeting. It's the race ten. Expect it. Expect it all this autumn. Okay, whatever, 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 whatever you want to call that race. <laughs> Benchmark seventy eight over twelve hundred meters. JC, take it away. Uh, I'm going with a bit of a different one here. I'm going with Tashi number seven from Barrier Five. I think uh, Chad Schofield on top had a good trial the other day. 
um, which was encouraging. I think there'll be plenty of speed sort of out wide in this race. Yep. So I think they'll be going, fighting for positions early, which will uh, obviously put a bit of speed in the race and they'll be sitting in behind them and hopefully peel out and just get a run and should be in the finish. Beautiful. Bronson, want to throw the last tip in for the for, for our viewers before we send off another episode? Just to top off, just because I've been loving all the uh, Guido and everything else comments, we're going to go number 10, Euros. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <Paying> $15. <laughs> we're going to round it out with that one. Needed room sooner last start, but was competitive as she usually is. And that's what we love. I'm, I'm inviting Bronze back every time. Yeah. I just, I've, just, I've never, been, I've never had this much camaraderie in this room before. It's that's, fucking awesome. That's an omen, it it is. I love it. Ran the car down with the Euros, and I'm going to go get a Greek Euros after this. I reckon as well. <laughs> But thanks, everybody, for coming on. Thanks to the new man in charge, Bronson, for absolutely sealing the show. Thanks very much, mate, for coming on. Cheers for having me, boys. Love and it. Thanks for the man himself, JC. Always putting his head up once again and loves – I'm loving this little form guy thing we're working with now that JC's made up. So he's Good putting deal. in a lot of effort Keep off the doing. scene. So hopefully we can deliver on the pun as well. Yeah, we'll get there one day. Beautiful. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy, Cheers. boys.